This recording was made on Goringai Country, Northern Beaches, New South Wales. It's the only way that you can describe what a person is, describe what they do. There doesn't seem to be much job satisfaction or pleasure in this picture. Tell me this, can you believe, hey, because I can't, can you believe you listened to the last episode? <laughs> Because I, I, I just, it's amazing. Whether as a dog, it's amazing that I have not just the technological freedom to do that, but also the pure cognitive freedom to throw that out there and not give a shit if no one throws it back. Or no, sorry, if everyone throws it back. I don't know. Maybe it resonated, maybe it didn't. But I've been thinking about that and looking at myself like, yeah, hey, Rolls, bloke, Nice little theory. Have you ever been in a tsunami? And suddenly it's just egg all over my face and I just like stare into the microphone in front of me and just, you know, yeah. And (laughs) anyway, you're here now. You're back. Like how amazing is that? (laughs) And you know why? It's because you crave hard-hitting journalism. You crave integrity in the news media (laughs) and you've been so let down that you've been forced to come to me for about the most unfiltered representation of thought about things (laughs) that you could possibly find. You're back. So cool. Welcome. Thank you. Let's... Oh, nah. I just, like, I just lost all the gas out of my chest. I was about to say... Let's talk. <laughs> Without skipping a beat, you know, just rolling into it like a like a fucking game show host. <laughs> and that's so not what we're here for. We're here to talk about science, guys. We're here to talk about friendship and animals and the fact that Hemsy, like, dude, it's getting out of control with this bloke. So I think Chris Hemsworth has been following me for almost six months now from when we bumped into each other in in Byron. Um, (laughs) Bumped in. We both know what I really mean, which is that he was on the footpath eating food and I was hobbling past after rolling my ankle. And anyway, it was basically... Hemsy just like realizing like, oh, holy shit, the world's kind of, it's not like the world's got it wrong. I mean, look at me, the world's got it right, obviously, but it's like they could have got it more right because he is this fucking hero in front of me. And so I think he's been following me ever since that chance encounter in Byron Bay and assembling a like stunning array of disguises. Like the last one, if you're thinking this is bullshit, uh, it's like... I mean, I'm not here to prove it to you. I know it's real. Future Rolls is going to remember this and know it was real as well. But I'm pretty sure he was dressed as a bus driver most recently because this bus driver was like so unfathomably rude to me that I like I just couldn't I couldn't re- I just couldn't grasp the reality that that was not somebody in character, you know. And then I was like, hold on, that's Hemsy. That's Hemsy's dimensions right there as well. And he sort of wouldn't really look me in the eye. And I think, I don't know, I'm pretty sure that was him. I I know how good they are with latex. And I'm pretty sure he might have been wearing this like really subtle fat suit. But anyway, 
that was the most recent. Because people ask me all the time, like, what's the latest? Because obviously it's crazy that, like, Chris Hemsworth is stalking me. But I don't know what to tell you. I'm giving you as regular updates as I can. But to be honest, I can't keep up. I'm pretty sure, I mean, the guy's everywhere. Like, I thought it was him the other day, actually, as well, at Woolies, pretending to be the manager. Because that was his dimensions as well. So, uh, like, could have even been the same subtle fat suit, actually. Anyway, Hemsy, brother, I'm sending you love. I'm like I'm chill. Seriously, I don't know. I don't know how many other ways I can say it, but like I'm chill, dude. Just don't be afraid to say hi. And you know, the sooner you say hi, the sooner we get to do all the fun stuff. Like you've seen Step Brothers, I'm sure. It was a documentary from a few years ago, and I know you know how this goes. That could be our reality. And I'll listen to your questions about life and stuff, but you've got to say hi to me first. And stop pretending, like, when I say, hey, Hemsy, I know it's you in there. <laughs> stop pretending you don't hear me, man. <laughs> uh, what the... F- what, eh? <laughs> yeah, how about when you need a piss, guys, and your body just starts playing tricks on you? That happened to me twice in the last seven days, where I needed the bathroom for pretty urgent number ones, and then as soon as I got close to one, it just got exponentially worse according to the distance remaining to between me and and the commode does this happen to anybody i swear it's like it's the weirdest psychological thing but i got close (laughs) in the last little while guys i almost made accidental wet wets twice twice as well how embarrassing i didn't thankfully because that's the game isn't it that's the part of (laughs) that's the part of this game where your bladder and your brain speak different languages. No, they speak no, they speak the same language as the eyes, <laughs> but different languages to each other. So, sorry, where, where are we? I've wasted about 10 minutes of our life, presumably so far, talking about absolutely nothing. And I've got important updates. Sorry, we're not talking about absolutely nothing. We're talking about science. You know, we're talking about humans. We're talking about climate change and the future and can v8s really be a sustainable pursuit of happiness (laughs) but i do have important updates beaches balloons guys you will never believe it but beaches balloons is no longer (laughs) oh wow that sounded far more ominous than that i intended i didn't do anything I did not do anything, duh, because I wouldn't, because no. But anyway, I saw the same car, no more Comic Sans business address details slash mobile phone number and business name on the side of the car. It's almost like there's suddenly less of a demand for things that exclusively destroy the universe. No, not the universe, definitely the earth. And, you know, here I am on my high horse so high it's it's higher than donald trump's i can't see the ground right now even though (laughs) even though i've used balloons (laughs) because that's what we do as humans high horses everywhere i've used balloons this is the shittiest thing about about everything this is the shittiest thing about everything is that we're all complicit I used that word in, in, in kind of a comical and, and kind of a rude, in retrospect, way, talking about how you could possibly listen to me talk about the weather as a dog and stuff. But seriously, 
complicity, compli- complicitousness, being complicit is, is this mammoth feature of our collective mental health in the face of climate change because nobody is perfect. Nobody is above this. No one is not contributing because we are human beings. And by definition, that means having a cost of resources to the world on our heads because that's what we do. We're different. We kind of suck in a lot of ways, but we're amazing in a lot of others. So (laughs) that's the situation. Rather than arguing about that stuff, how about we just like raise our hands and just start bloody fessing up to the things that we've done, like just to have been a part of it. I don't know, it it wigs me out a little bit because it means that we're letting the perfect be the enemy of the good. And that is an an inherently unsustainable way of pursuing evolution, period. We look at, you know, life at, here's the science, (laughs) okay? We look at the bell curve of being a human being and the extremities and the normalcy and how the vast majority of human beings are in the middle of this curve underneath the umbrella. And... All we need to shoot for, or perhaps the biggest possible target, is the top half of that bell, not just the very extreme end of it. I appreciate it as an ideology, but I think it's frightening people from admitting to having been complicit in this. But it's like, have you wiped your bum before? You're a human. Of course you're complicit. So just fucking don't worry about it. Just start like acknowledging it as the very first step on the path to remedying it. So that's what I'm doing here, both on my high horse and saying things that are extremely proselytizing at the same time. You know, that's my specialty. (laughs) But anyway, it gave me great joy that Beaches Balloons has found a better occupation of their time. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Come on, that's pretty nice. Considering all of the horrible, nasty things I said about Beaches Balloons after they almost ran me over and took my life on the road. Um... All of the nasty things I said about that's, I don't mean that, you know, and if Beaches Balloons has gone out of business, then I admire their part in all of this proselytizing evolutionary bullshit that I'm spitting at you right now. As far as being a business that at some point has to fess up to being not part of the future. You know, it's kind of like if you're a fisher who exclusively hunts yellowfin tuna. You're probably not listening, at least yet. But hey, dude, (laughs) I'm so sorry. But what other stuff do you like doing? (laughs) I'm such an asshole. But do you get the point? Like, there's things that we're doing right now that we simply will not be doing. There will not be room for the industries of those activities in the future. Coal mining is a very obvious example. Selling balloons at a very local level is the other side. But, I mean, they're all kind of along this spectrum of putting a time limit on human beings on planet Earth. They're things that are contributing away from prolonging our future here. Like that, when you put it in those terms, imagine, oh, now I feel horrible because I'm putting myself in... Like, I'm Beaches Balloons now, yeah? <laughs> and I'm lying awake at night in bed, looking at the ceiling, thinking about my day. The Weebix was sort of extra good this morning. I don't really know why. Um, but, yeah, I got some good stuff done. Yeah. I, I, I saw that billboard on the motorway, and, yeah, there's a balloon in it. And I'm just like, fuck, my business is destroying the planet. But I've got mouths to feed. What do I do? 
Wow. Okay, that's why we're here for self-talk. And it's not because... And when I say we, by the way, if you're listening, I'm talking about exclusively me and future roles. That's why we're here, (laughs) is to remember how to think about multiple things at once in case I become very narrow-minded as I enter my 150th decade on this planet. I need to have an audio record of how I used to hold multiple ideas at the same time, aka empathize, and realize that I've been saying extremely nasty things and now need to revert my energy, revert all of my intention to thinking good things, thoughts of adoration for beaches, balloons, whoever you are, whoever you used to be, I'm sorry. I love you. You are also a human. I am a human. Isn't that crazy that we both landed here? Neither of us have any idea why. And yeah, we had a disagreement that perhaps one of us didn't even know about, but I still love you. I love you. And hopefully because I love you, that means you love me too. And, you know, we're going to start working together. I hope that you are an enthusiast, an enthusiastic maker of, come on, rolls, stools. And not that kind of stool, guys. Get out of the gutter, okay? I mean stools you sit on. You are a profound enthusiast of stools, making stools, (laughs) that sounds worse, building stools out of wood, and you've got so good at it that now you're flooded with business, flooded with money, good fortune to you and your family. Hopefully you can buy a more safe vehicle that allows you to pay more attention to cyclists on the road. Cheers and goodbye. (laughs) Jesus. This is what happens when I drink a beer instead of a glass of water. Goodness me. That's the update on beaches, balloons, okay? Next update is, oh, I'm so excited to share this with you. I've got one word written down on the next update. The word is red cycle. Last episode, I sent, uh, I sent, I read out, come on, Rolls, one beer. I read out some emails that I've been sending to red cycle. Because I want to get to the bottom of soft plastic recycling. It's such an important thing to do and is something that at a very widespread level we are not doing and needs to become more normalized. But I lost a lot of faith when I saw contents of a red cycle bin in landfill or more on waste a few years ago. And I never thought to resolve it until now. So I just thought I'd reach out and ask if they want to do a podcast about it. I got the best response you could possibly dream I could possibly dream of did dream of you'll recall that I was desperate to find out that this was just an insane anomaly and there was some absolutely plausible reason why this was not typical of the procedure and that's exactly what the reply said yes here I'll read it out for you re-podcast dear Roland happy to discuss any of the proposed matters Because, I mean, how guilty would it be if they were like, no, we're not talking about it. I mean, that would just be the answer right there. Yes, happy to discuss any of the proposed matters. I should note that in terms of what happened on War on Waste, there's not much to tell. At the time those episodes were filmed, early 2018, many stores had their own programs unrelated to Red Group. Two of the bins shown on the program were not located in participating stores, so we were not able to comment on what happened to the plastic dropped in those stores. A third one from a participating store was actually tracked to a container in one of our collection yards and was awaiting shipment to our Melbourne facility. 
We now, however, have bins of over 1,800 Coles and Woolworth stores nationwide, so that might be a very short discussion. Mic drop on the email. So now I can't wait for this conversation. And so I obviously came back to that ecstatic saying, Hi, Red Cycle. This is such awesome news. Yes. Thank you so much for the background info. In all honesty, I was really hopeful for there to be a backstory like this, for it to have been wildly anomalous for Red Cycle. I'm so relieved mine and everyone else's soft plastic contributions really are worthwhile. And we're going to follow through with a podcast. So look forward to that. 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 Look forward to that. Okay? <laughs> look forward to that sometime because I look forward to having that conversation. I'm going to jump on the blower and you're going to listen up because I'll put it on speaker. Because <laughs> you're here for the high tech, aren't you? Aren't you? Obviously you are. You're here for the ultimate in sound quality, specific science, <laughs> hard-hitting investigative journalism, self-talk, Lucky Roland. Tune in. <laughs> so how good is that? Hey, how good is that? This huge <laughs> corporate being that I can just access with an email address and just say, hey, 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 <laughs> oi, <laughs> what's going on? No, I can just hit this email address up, find out cool information that makes me feel really good. Awesome. So what's the lesson there? The lesson is that learning lessons is is good. Yeah, have you written that down yet? Lucky Roland, learning lessons is good. <laughs> hey, do you have, by the way, a resting bitch face? Any resting bitch faces out there? Do you have one? Hey, the answer is, ready for this? It might upset you if you don't already know. The answer is yes, if you're not smiling. Full stop. Full stop. If you're not smiling, you're glaring at somebody. And this being from someone who has noticed how many people seem to glare, <laughs> glare at me, <laughs> only realizing that maybe they're glaring back at me because I've accidentally been glaring at them. Do you know what I mean? Like when you make eye contact with somebody and don't like raise eyebrows or smile or just like, oh, hey, what's up? I'll never see you again. You know, at least something. That's like almost a hostile interaction. That's like just being so staunchly uninterested. No, nah, I can look you in the eye and not even acknowledge you. That scares me. So I didn't want to do it myself. And I bet I've done it heaps. I bet I've done it heaps. And I bet you have too, by accident, because... It's pretty much as simple as if you're not smiling, you're glaring at somebody. I mean, unless you're like crying. That, I mean, then it's pretty obvious it's probably got nothing to do with you if you're a stranger. But this is something I would like to remedy. And the first step is, I suppose, just, um, just putting it out there. <laughs> and then trying to just smile at everybody myself. Who cares if people think you're a lunatic, guys? So you're a lunatic for trying to be friendly, that sucks. That sucks that that is a thing that human beings are capable of judging one another for. Attempts to be friendly, no, nah, you, don't, you don't get anything. I look through you. That's horrible. That's a horrible thing that we, we like automatically do to each other. And I wonder what causes that. And I bet it's all of the scrolling and the 
feeds and the filth and all of the shit that we've polluted our lives with information-wise in 2021 years since, yeah, let's remember, like, what? What? Is that, like, what? That guy must have been something, right? Like, imagine me, if your answer, if Jesus doesn't feature on your answer of who's at your, like, fantasy dinner party, you're a prick. <laughs> I'm sure the Christians out there are loving this message, but going like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, that last word. <laughs> it was awesome until then. <laughs> Wait, but seriously, you are. Like, that's, you got to meet the guy, right? If you could have anybody, you got to meet the guy and you got to be like, so what's the go? And just even if, Oh, have you seen Messiah? It's on Netflix. It's kind of a confronting um, extended narrative of the potentiality of this scenario. But, like, you're kind of rude, aren't you? If you just like, hey, Jesus, oi, do the shit. Show me that it's real. <laughs> Here, I've got some water, and it's five o'clock. You're rude if you do that to Jesus. I mean, even if you don't credit Jesus the way that other people do in a religious, as a religious foundation... You at least have to respect how many people do. And so he's got to be on the dinner table. Or or she. Is it no? It, like, isn't that sad? I just assume that Jesus' gender is contested <laughs> now. you got to have that person. I'm pretty sure it was a he. Um, it's him all through the Bible. you got to have him at the table, right? Like, just to... Just to... Well, just to... Cause, am I really needing to explain this? How do we even get here? How do we even get to talking about whether... How do we get to me accusing you for not having Jesus at your imaginary dinner table? What if we... I need to go back to... Oh, yeah. Here's a new weekly segment, okay? Here's a weekly segment calling out dumb shit. And the first dumb shit I'd like to call out is that ultra-thick plastic packaging on electronics or valuable expensive things that are lightweight and easy to otherwise steal, I guess, because I've been trying very hard to understand this, um, packaged in a protective casing of massive sheets of thick bonded plastic because that's harder to shoplift ostensibly. That's the, literally the only thing I can think of as a good reason why. And it, that's just like not good enough, <laughs> he says, whilst volunteering no effort to do anything about it other than bitch. <laughs> well, here I am, you know, that's shit house, isn't it? Like, and he, here I go again. I've, you know how I know this? Because I've unwrapped the bastards. I've, well, I've tried. I've spent 25 minutes tearing my fingertips apart before I finally released my stubbornness and went for the scissors and then I've been gobsmacked by like the volume of build up how many of those things rolls have you unwrapped how many new products have you bought in stores that then what like 90% of the weight of that product was oil based packaging insane and have they all gone in the recycling bin I hope so I'm pretty sure but I'm also not 8 years old anymore and I don't know how quick it took me to grasp the concept of separate bins for rubbish. This thing that I just accept is something humans must do because we do so much of it that it's apparently impossible to fathom otherwise. So that's the first of this new weekly segment of calling out dumb shit. 
And I guess I should probably follow, rather than just announce the things that I feel are letting ourselves down and annoying me, um, I should probably like volunteer at least some sort of contribution towards the thinking required for something better. And what would it be? A big recycled cardboard box with one of those magic stickers on it that <laughs> when you walk through the barriers, it explodes and covers you in, 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 in octopuses or something. Is that a thing? That, I'm pretty sure they have that on clothes, right? That's the... Okay, how do they do it? They have the, the tag that goes through the clothing that they like pull it off when you buy it and then those things are reusable, still made of plastic, probably make them out of something else. Can you do that with an SD card? <laughs> no fucking way. So it's got to be one of the magic stickers, guys. It's got to be one of the, the magic stickers that covers you in, 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 in ink octopuses confetti no not confetti or i guess maybe like shreddy confetti because that has to be a business out there right shreddy confetti like a business that does the shredding for businesses which is so sus to have a contractor to help you destroy things <laughs> but they should really make confetti out of that stuff right it's just paper paper still sucks paper confetti is still the worst but it's so fun Oh, we're still here on this point of like, yes, of course I've played with confetti before, okay? Because I can hear you going like, well, you keep doing this. You keep bad-mouthing and fucking whinging about things that you've definitely done. <laughs> and you're right. Hey, you're right. I have. I have, and I'm definitely not here to pretend that I haven't. I admit that the only reason I know about this stuff is having been no sorry i was about to say being responsible for it taken responsibility for it and then abolished it that's the brass tax that's the brass f and tax of this situation isn't it we we take rubbish we take sorry we take pre-rubbish we take packaging we take food miles we take production costs we take all of that into consideration as factors in the price of things but as soon as we've paid for it we just abandon everything except what we want to directly consume we just abandon the responsibility we've just taken for every part of the thing that you just paid money for the thing that you just said was a really cool thing about the world because you voted for it with your dollars that includes an endorsement for however it arrived to you and i guess that's the that's that's the bottom line here at self talk where we're talking about serious things and calling out dumb shit yeah oh look out <laughs> i've just got a bottle of water here i will keep uh keep um doing this whatever we're doing here okay what we're doing here is returning to something from last episode that i touched on at the end and then wigged out about because it is such an enormous thing to think about that I had both spent enough of your and my time um, that day and for the next seven days and I could table that until the next time. And to be honest, I don't know how long I've been going for. I'm not interested in looking down because I only look up, okay? <laughs> but there's no time, there's no amount of time that I could spend here sitting and talking about this that would do the idea justice. I think this is going to command a lot of my attention for the next bit. 
The idea we're returning to that I believe is going to occupy the overwhelming majority of my rumination in the upcoming fortnight or so is the idea of she'll be right in, in, in America, Jesus, in Australia. That's such an Australian thing. And it's also a beautiful Australian thing, mostly, because she'll be right is like, it's upbeat, it's promising, it's encouraging, it's, it's loving in its own right. It's a supportive thing to say, but I think that saying it as much as we have has kind of desensitized us in one way to the value of the words we're saying and what they could mean across the near and the far term. She'll be right. It, we're at a stage with the climate crisis now where it so won't be. She, she so won't be. Who's she for you? Okay, here's, I don't really know where to start with, with my criticism of She'll Be Right because it is this amazing Australianism that I love. I love all of our, our local dialects and, and the, the fact that no other English-speaking countries can A, do our accent, or B, understand half the shit we say because it's so abbreviated and we've come from criminals <laughs> to get there that we've got our own language here and it's beautiful because that drives so much community. But She'll Be Right is, I think... Okay, I don't I just do not where, I do not know where to start with this. Here's where I'll start, okay? Here's where I'm going to start. <laughs> I'm going to start with the cutest thing you've ever heard. Ready? Words cast spells. That's why they call it spelling. Words cast spells. That's why they call it spelling. See, I I wish I didn't just do that voice. Jesus. Sorry about that. We'll talk about it at dinner. Um anyway, Words cast spells, that's why they call it spelling. And just think about the energy transmitted, much like a facial expression if you choose to rest your bitch face instead of smile at somebody. And like, think about the smiling thing, right? That is a great demonstration of, of this obscure path of thought that I need to walk us down to get to my criticism of She'll Be Right. When you smile at somebody or you don't smile, aka glare, aka rest your bitch face, and transmit zero acknowledgement at all of that person's presence. There is an interaction there. You don't have to speak for it to be an interaction. It's an exchange. And if you smile and then the other person smiles, there's enough science, the actual science. I know I invoke that name in, 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 in a really stupid way, almost exclusively, but seriously, there is science out there to prove that smiling improves our mental health. It makes us happier. And so just smiling makes us better people. So you have the chance to make everyone you see a better person if you smile at them because chances are if you do, they'll smile back. And then both of you are just actually triggering very measurable chemical releases in your brain to feel better about yourselves, better about the world, better about everything, and a more effective human being as a result it's like, it's crazy that we don't mandate that and that so many of us do this. This is why it's so under my skin is because the potentiality is huge. Think about the mass behavior required to tackle climate change. It's so daunting and so unprecedented and so unachievable by common presumptions, but it's got to happen. 
And surely if we have the power to make each other better people without even talking to each other, without breaking step, without even being near each other, we can make each other better people just by smiling. And so many of us don't do it. I mean, that just feels like the opportunity there to actually start the ball rolling towards this mass widespread, like compulsory, environmentally compulsory behavior that just feels like the way that we're going to get it done. So words are the same. Like there are spells in words. The things that I, this, here's where I'm going to get really, 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 really upsetting for most blokes out there. But I really believe in the energy of words. I believe in the energy that you can transmit through written, spoken, sung, whatever. Like words, the, the, the things that we say, it's not just that the people who consume those words can comprehend them linguistically. It's that they will make someone feel something. And feeling nothing is feeling something. That's a response as much as feeling upset or stoked or whatever else. And so the words that we say are as simple as the smiles or the frowns that we wear in influencing how the people around us are feeling. And I know how fundamentally kindergarten (laughs) this sounds it's like please don't think i'm condescending you because i really am needing to spell this out for myself past present and future that is how base the foundation of collective mental health is words smiles gestures like things that are effortless for us and instinctive that we're not taking full advantage of and in fact i think are really letting us down because like i say when you don't smile back at somebody you're you're sending like a really negative message it's simple and it's short but it is negative it is not contributing to that person's like sometimes i find it helpful to think about this literally as a character in a video game and if you've got your little life points in the top left corner of the screen as you run around and it's telling you how much energy you've got when you need to eat food next blah 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 if one of those meters is mental health happiness and sadness glaring at somebody is inching it towards the sadness it is knocking that person's health out and smiling is knocking it up it's improving it it's evolving them on the spot and i think the same thing is happening with words where every time we say she'll be right about something like climate change like massive environmental catastrophes i mean the more we say that the less we are valuing the meaning of those words And in fact, I think like the more we are deafening ourselves to actually absorbing their meaning. Do you know, do you you kind of get where I'm going with this? Like saying it so much is making us so unconscious to the energy that we're putting out, the energy that we're transmitting by accepting and regurgitating and transmitting those, that message ourselves. She'll be right. She'll be right. She'll be right. Like it's, we're thinking about it less and less. And so the ultimate power and the reach of the the message in those words just goes on and on. And what it means climatically is your head in the sand should be right. Your head in the sand. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, your head in the sand. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, your head's in the sand. Yeah, it should be right. Like it's really entrenching some really bad habits that we're in. And it's such a cultural thing as much as it's a physical thing. Because yeah, there's pollution, crazy resource mismanagement. Obviously, climate change is such a physical thing. But it's so cultural in that we're all complicit and we're, we all know that we're behind the clock here. We all know that we've 
we're making this harder and harder for ourselves every day that we move forwards, not actually having this enormous come to Jesus at the dinner table, wake up moment. It's like, it's so cultural. It's psychologically fascinating that we can all just look at each other in the street, pass each other like I'm thinking about it. Is that person thinking about it? That person doesn't look like they're thinking about it. Wow, that person just threw something in the gutter. That person's definitely not thinking about it. Like, does this only exist for me and a couple other people? Like, don't we? Isn't the whole thing that we need to be radically changing our lives, balls to the wall, with every effort we possibly can, as every single human being of the seven billion strong of us on the planet? We all need to be doing that at once, but we're not. We're not, even though that's the direct, straightforward message from the best actual scientists in the world. I'm waiting for the IPCC's call, guys. Obviously, they're going to call me up. They're going to want my um, my science. <laughs> Not even my opinion. Yeah, they want my science. And I'm looking forward to that. But all of them are saying, hey, now, hey, guys, now, hey, you almost don't have time to be reading this latest update from us, the World Health Organization, from us, the United Nations, from us, the IPCC. You don't even have time you might have to only brush your teeth once a day from now on. There's so much to do. And we just mute that with, ah, yeah, she'll be right. Everyone uh, else seems pretty chill. She'll be right. We just, it's like promoting this mass hypnosis into just, nah, nah, we're not. Like, we can't be fucked yet. We just can't, okay? Because I just leased this car. And it has a combustion engine, okay? I'm sorry, but look around my neighborhood. Everybody has one. And I'm already overstretched financially. I can't afford a Tesla. I can't even afford a Nissan Leaf. I'm scared about having to replace the battery in that thing every 10 years when I can still go and get a liter. Think about how much a liter is, two liters being a milk bottle. And you can get a two liter bottle of milk of fuel that will power your combustion engine and two tons of metal down the road for $2.40. Like, we're, we're like, we're so unwilling to compromise on that because it is still so available. But at, like, at some point, we just have to sort of go, no, nah, actually, hey, she won't be right. Hey, 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 no, sorry, we actually have to keep talking about that because, um, no, we can't do the she'll be right thing with the, I'm sorry, I know, I know it's a great Australianism and I, I, I'm with you. It's so upbeat and inspiring 99% of the time towards a community, tribally cohesive, lifestyle but it's very unhelpful talking about climate change i swear to god like i've had this conversation so many times at this in the surf where i'll be shooting the ship with somebody and then because it's on my mind all the time and the most interesting things that i discover in my day pertain to climate change but i can tell that like it bums people out it bums people out and they're just like oh i can't be fucked to have this conversation Oh, stop! Well, we should stop worrying about it. Like, and it's just like it's a heartbreaking thing because you know what's extra heartbreaking about it is almost this like envy in me where I'm like, man, how do you get to, how do you get to be so chill about this? Like, yeah, if I don't buy it, someone else will. Like, how is that? I wish that I wish that my thoughts ended there. I wish that I could have such a. No, actually, I don't. See, this is where my envy stops. Like, that is such a truncated way to think. That is such an obstructive way to approach complicated ideas. But some people are so good at it and they seem to just like, not worry, she'll be right. Shut up. Stop talking about it. And it's a weird thing, but I don't know. I'm going to try and stop saying it. 
really. Like, I don't think I even say it that much outside of, ooh, mechanical failures on um, mine and other people's vehicles, um, trying to persuade people to swim or surf in adverse conditions with me in the sea. Outside of that, like, I don't really say she'll be right that much because it feels insensitive and it feels inaccurate for the most part because, hey, there's some real emergencies going on. You know what I'm going to watch tonight? Uh, here's, here's a weird way that I've been dialing down. Um, because I was so let down by reality TV last week, uh, I've just taken so much to Gordon Ramsay highlights on YouTube, and it's just awesome. I don't know why. Like, it's so weird to, to love confrontation. <laughs> Here I am feeling sick watching the UFC or thinking like, wow, that's kind of a barbaric thing to broadcast and then I just like I love reality TV and I love, I love Gordon Ramsay so I am a complete hypocrite but for some reason I really enjoy Gordon Ramsay's version of confrontation because he's never wrong he's never wrong he's so misunderstood like the man is a genius a genius like three-hatted Michelin star restaurant at like 13 years old or something not 13, but so young. And he's never wrong about the food. I, I like trust him completely. And, I, and he's so funny. He's so, so funny. Some of the stuff he comes up with on the spot, not just like things that he's thought about and might be able to chip in at some point during the shoot. He's like deep into a, an argument with somebody that's been going for two full minutes, 120 seconds. And then he just comes out with some like absolutely devastating character assassination of somebody that's just so clever <laughs> and anyway i just like it i don't know why i just like he like there's my favorite one he's ever done is is like a meme and he's got two bits of bread around he's holding it on some girl's ears and he's roaring at her roaring at her in the way only gordon ramsay can he's like what are you and she's like an idiot sandwich chef <laughs> And it just got me so good and I'll never forget it. And then I think that's the moment that I fell in love with Gordon Ramsay. So I might put one up in the uh, in the description, actually, if I'm feeling charitable when I upload this because it's good business. But otherwise, I mean, you can just YouTube um, Hell's Kitchen highlights or something yourself. I will do that. I'm going to put the link up there because I'm such a nice bloke. <laughs> I am, even though I'm one of those armor guard guys that you see who take themselves so seriously. I mean, yeah, they've got a gun, but also, like, calm down, bro. I think you'll be okay. Hey, I'm still a nice guy. I'm a nice guy, and that's why I'll put up my favorite Gordon. Not, maybe not my favorite, because I don't know what I haven't seen yet, and that might be my favorite. My current favorite Gordon Ramsay video in the description, and that's how I'm going to sign off of this podcast. Thank you very much for listening. It's, as always, amazing that you did. Amazing. Amazing that I get to do this. And, like, you could as well if you wanted. It's not, what I'm doing is not exclusive to me, but it so is because no one else is me, and I'm pretty sure about that. As usual, make good choices. Um, if you want to get something off your chest, hey, write in. I'll read it out. I will. I'll give you airtime and I will embody your rage. You know I will. If something's upset you or, or if you want to celebrate something, I mean, I'm into positivity as well. So <laughs> just write me something. And you know, if that something was a review, that would be awesome as well. 
God, I'm disgusting. But it would, because then more people will write in and then you and I will get to meet them, even though we don't have to like actually meet them. And I don't, I'm not just talking about meeting you guys who are listening, who I don't know, but meeting my future self in this. Think about that, like I am. And, and hey, it's nice to, uh, is it yet? I don't know. We're finding that out together on Self Talk. So much fun. I'll, um, I will see you next week. Big love and hugs and kisses and all the rest. Cheers. Cheers.